Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 10 of Transformers Energon. It is Energon Tower. This episode was written by Shoji Tanaki. And the last time on Transformers Energon, amidst Autobots defending their cities from Decepticon attacks, Dr. Kicker's dad was revealed to be an even creepier human being than I originally thought he would be. And in this episode, Dr. Kicker's dad arrives at Ocean City. We're playing this again, and Kicker's going, Oh, I really hate my dad. Yeah. And, like, shows all the trucks arriving and humans and Omnicons working away. And then Alexis oh, walks... For these Energon Towers. Yeah, on the Energon Towers thing. But uh, then Alexis walks onto a construction site with no hard hat, no hearing protection, no safety footwear, and the Department of Labor finds the Autobots. The whole project is off the end of the episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and apparently she helped clear the red tape to get this thing started, because if Unicron is coming back, then they need to be ready. And Dr. Jones reminds us Alexis is one of only three humans to have actually seen Unicron alive. Yeah, she actually, like, she gets morose about it, looks down, and, and talks about the horrors of it. Yeah. It is... I'm sure that they're not going to get into the mental trauma it caused because this is Ener uh, Transformers Energon. But it's interesting to think that now, 10 years later, she looks back on that childhood adventure, making quote signs here, dear listener, and realizes, oh, that was a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's almost like it, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Oh, and there's also a thing where she, um, like, she asks how long it's going to take. She thought months. And he's like, oh, no, about a week, because, you know, the Transformers are so good at building stuff. And then he's got, oh, no, he makes some dumb joke about being, like, a radio antenna. And then he's got, I don't know, a laugh, we'll call it. <laughs> you can get it called something. But, yeah, he's like, you know, like, the antennas on radios and, <laughs> it's just weird. It is weird, and Alexis kind of, like, backs away, even puts her hands up, and is like, uh, okay, all right, it's kind of... Hey, hey, there's a truck coming. Oh, get your thumb out. That's your finger. Oh, Oh, hey there, fellas. Lefty? Yeah, what about it? Hey, I uh, think you could give us a lift? Oh, sure thing. I'm just hauling completely not stolen car stereos across state lines. Ha, 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 What was that? What, a car stereos? No, the laugh. It was a laugh. It was a creepy laugh is what it was. Yes, the laugh was very creepy as well as insincere. Ha, 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 ha. Kind of makes you sound like a psychopath. That is also true in regards to my laugh. Ha 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 ha! In fact, if I were an unlikable character in a children's television cartoon show, my laugh would almost certainly make my presence unenjoyable. Ha ha! It certainly would. So where are you headed, Lefty? Oh, the good folks at Bosco's have me headed to Atlantic City! Atlantic, Atlantic City? That's right! by way of Los Angeles, and then Kalamazoo, and then back to Los Angeles. Why not make one stop at Los Angeles? Oh, wait, the questions. You two got your T-972 certifications? No. You paying into the union? No. They're getting up back. Oh, sign here. Uh, all right. Over here, I guess. Anyway, uh, Dr. Jones, like, he walks off. He, he really does leave Alexis in alert. He's, the guy's creep. But um, then uh, Kicker's mom and sister, Sally is her name? 
Yeah, they they pass Alexis's car as Alexis is leaving, and they're coming in. They don't notice who each other are, though. No, no. Uh, even though Sally and Alexis do know each other, whatever. Um, I think they is this when they meet up with Doctor Kicker's dad. I can't remember. Sally's happy to see him, but Kicker is getting. He's meeting with the Autobots, and he's all worried about uh, and basically another attack. Yeah. With, uh, how are they going to defend this thing until they get it built right? What if they're attacked? And yeah, now his dad is here and Kicker wants nothing to do with him. Which I can totally understand even at this point because his dad is whatever. He's he's kind of a creep, but uh, he keeps calling him Junior. Kicker gets pissed off by that. And his dad, he's got this line where he's like, you want to go for a coffee? I'll buy you a Ganesh. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a, uh, Misha's here too. And uh, first he offers to take them to lunch. And like, we just had lunch and then we don't have time for a coffee. He's like, what about a soda? Can I buy you a soda? <laughs> yeah. like, uh, he's, he's, it's just, it's cringy how hard he's tried. Uh, anyway, then we go to Mars. Uh, they're uh, mining Energon Cyclonus's board. And, um, okay, this is where Megatron, I thought he was going to rebuild Unicron when they get the Energon back, but I guess it's a, it's a spaceship? He calls it a fortress, but it's a spaceship, right? Yeah, a mobile fortress to rival all others. And I thought, okay, he means Unicron. That's what they're going to do, right? And they space bridge to Unicron, and this was different because inside Unicron, all these white cable tentacle things come out of the walls and ceiling and connect to Megatron, who then just makes a space station thing appear out of thin air, well, not out of air, but just out of nowhere outside. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. It, it kind of has a, almost a body horror element to it when all these cables come out of the walls, because they're like, they're wiggling like tentacles, and they come and they, some of them plug into like ports on his body, but some of them just go into his, you know, uh, shell, skin, whatever. Uh, but yeah, then this big spaceship, Mobile Fortress, is there, and they fly away, and Alpha Q is like, oh, mom and dad left, I can have a party at the house in the weekend, <laughs> Yep, and uh, just before they leave, though, he also upgrades his sword by oh, wrapping yeah. all these things around it, and then this statue kind of appears on it with all these little demonic-looking yeah, faces. With that? that was some body horror shit, too. And then that shatters, and now his sword is entirely green, and he tests it out on the Decepticons. <laughs> yeah, it also connects to his arm. You can totally see how it was like an accessory with the toy. Yeah. But yeah, they fly away, and Alpha Q is like, oh, okay, I didn't get this, because Alpha Q is like, hey, everybody's gone. Now we can dump energy into a, a Unicron, but isn't that what Megatron's been doing? Yeah, they're not making it super clear, but I think, like, I think Alpha Q is only trying to revive the head, and then Megatron's just trying to revive the body, but, like, whichever side finishes first, Unicron's gonna want the other piece, right? Yeah, really, and and honestly, just this whole Decepticon Quintesson layout, I'm not really sure where the Unicron ship is in relation to the floating head, in relation to the mobile base now, or whose motivation contradicts whose. Like, the, the Decepticon, what had been a really cool build of, build of tension and moral, you know, uh, crossroads that characters had to come to, has just turned into kind of a mess. Yeah, very much a mess. And now we go to Jungle City, and the Omnicons are working away there, and Misha asks Kicker if he came along with her to get away from his father, but he's just like, no, nah, I'm just uh, doing my part to help the cause, and then his hairdo alarm goes off, because here come the Decepticons. But the Decepticons aren't coming to Jungle City, are they? They're no, going to Ocean they're City. Going so, Ocean City. What the fuck are the rules with this kid's hair? Well, it's yeah, if he can detect 
that happening from that far away? How? How? Because we're going to see him walk right past things of energon and nothing happens anyway they were back at uh, ocean city the, the the automatic defenses come out and uh they blast like the terracons this is actually kind of cool i'm gonna be honest this little battle here was very most of it was very cleanly blocked out and there was a progression to it because optimus does his voltron thing and just starts taking out Terracons, blowing them out of the sky. The automatic defenses are doing it. They have the upper hand until Megatron and the Decepticons burst out of the water. Yeah, and Megatron just comes up onto the deck of this thing, slashes Optimus, who goes down pretty easily. So very one hell of a sword. And uh, the other Autobots are too pinned down by the other Decepticons to help, and Cyclonus just flies in and drops Demolisher. Like it reminded me of, like that where Swoop and Snarl in G1 and War of the Dinobots. It's exactly like that kind of thing. Drops him down right in front of Ironhide, and he doesn't attack right away. Megatron has to give him a bit of that, like, "Are you a Decepticon or not?" But eventually, you know, he lunges at it. Um, so, wait, did Ironhide fight Scorponok? Who fights Scorponok? Uh, Inferno is uh, Scorponok just smashes Inferno out of his well. One point, uh, first Scorponok tries to ram Inferno, and even though Scorponok is like three times the size, he doesn't even budge. But then he just smacks him out of his way, and he just starts leveling the place. And inside, uh, Doctor Doctor Kicker's dead. Doctor Jones, <laughs> he just can't sit there and let this happen. He's off to do something, and he runs into the room, and his daughter runs after him. Yeah, she. she I, I don't know where he went because she follows him and then just finds an empty room with an empty radio and Ironhide calling Kicker for help. This I don't know what's going on. If she, like... Basically, I think what she does is that thing you used to do back in the day where you would take two telephone receivers and flip them 180 and put them next to each other so two people could talk on the other end. Because she somehow connects to Kicker and is like, hey, the Autobots need you. And he's like, I don't care. And then she's like, Dad's dead or gonna die. And he's like, <laughs> uh, and I think commercial break. Yeah, and uh, back at Ocean City, Inferno finally manages to land a shot on Cyclonus, who's just been flying around like crazy. And Scorponok is now driving up the side of this tower. Why doesn't he just transform and fly? But as soon as Jetfire attacks him, he does transform and start flying. And then Inferno and Hotshot Power Link, and he just flying headbutts tidal wave clean off the screen. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that he's like, he's bigger, but still not bigger than tidal wave. I don't know if this was the moment in it, but it, while Demolisher and Ironhide are fighting, Demolisher like aims his gun fingers at Ironhide and shoots, and he literally goes, <laughs> I didn't even notice. Like a little kid did. And then like Ironhide shooting back going, but it's, and Megatron tries to finish Optimus, who we're finally getting back to them. We've been focusing on the other guys. But Optimus rolls out of the way at the last second and then fires fire one, like his arm, at Megatron, which just keeps smashing away at Megatron like a jackhammer for a few seconds <laughs> before it just slowly flies back over to Optimus's arm. <laughs> It's it's so silly. I, you know, I'm sure with the toy you could eject them. They were spring-loaded or whatever. But it's always so silly when they try to duplicate that in cartoons. Um, so we go to a bit where uh, Alpha Q and Starscream are watching all this happen. Um, and I think this is that when it is. But it, the important part is that eventually with the Autobot and Decepticon fight, Kicker shows up on one of the Omnicons Skyblast. Yeah, he comes in on the back of Skyblast out of a space bridge and flying super high speed, and somehow he and the hat stay on. And he starts... <laughs> 
directing the Autobots, like, Optimus, 9 o'clock, and Hotshot, look out behind you. And Optimus is like, kicker, no fancy stuff. Like, yeah, that was his tactical advantage he was lending to the team was, look out behind you. Yes. Uh, anyway. Against the one opponent you're each fighting. Like. <laughs> yeah, really. Anyway, uh, they have their big fight, and just, uh, it's not really when all hope seems lost, but uh, Scorponok gets up to the top. I think he shoots his tail like, gun at somebody, but a space bridge opens, and the one of the Energon Towers very slowly descends. Yeah, like, what is keeping that from falling? But anyway, the floor opens up underneath Scorponok and Jetfire, and the other half of the Energon Tower, the part they were building here, rises up to meet the other half, and they connect. Yeah, and then it turns on, kills every Terracon, but apparently just doesn't really do anything to Decepticons. Who knows why? Yeah, it looks like it's kind of pushing them back, but that's it. Kind and of, yeah. Yeah, like a, a sonic wave thing, almost. But they fly away without really much trouble, so it can't be that powerful. And uh, then Kicker gets mad at Sally for lying about his dad being hurt. She's like, I knew you wouldn't come otherwise. I guess you really do care about dad. And then Dr. Kicker's dad shows up and explains that this was his shockwave assault, but it's only in beta testing. Yep, and wasn't he kind of only using Energon for peaceful things, but he called it a shockwave assault. Anyway, hey, the guy's a fucking psychopath. He's, he's, a, he's an, a psychopath <laughs> who does not understand the concept of personal space. No. And uh, Optimus thinks, well, if it's still got some bugs in it, we'd better get it finished soon because Megatron is going to be back. And with Megatron, he wonders how the Autobots managed to build that thing without him knowing. They haven't really been clear about it, but I'm guessing Alpha Q is only reviving Unicron's head and Megatron is reviving his body. But yeah, like I said, if and when the other side gets their project finished, Unicron's going to want the other half. Anyway, Megatron gets back from Mars with his latest haul of Energon and uses it to create a space fortress and upgrade his sword. Fine. Did he use all the Energon doing that? Apparently not, because as soon as the Decepticons left, Alpha Q sends the Terracons over to steal it, and it turns out it was quite a lot. Why would Megatron just leave it sitting around when he knows he isn't the only one looking for the stuff? He just took undefended Energon from the abandoned Autobot base on Mars. Like, he's learned nothing. Don't leave this shit lying around. Why not use up what's left over on your main project? Reviving Unicron. If you're in a situation where you're painting a house, but in the middle of it you decided to paint the car, use roller, come up beautiful, and you're worried a rival painter might come by and steal the leftover paint, use it up on the house. You can't steal dry paint. I bet I'm the first person to ever say that. And how did Megatron not notice it was missing when he got home? I mean, yeah, he was probably pissed off from the battle, but I mean, this pile of energy would have taken up... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show, Energon Tower. Paul, what stood out for you? Well, it felt like one of those 10-minute story in a 20-minute episode episodes. Like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of burning screen time with long panning shots, establishing shots, and super optimist thing. And do you notice when he's doing that now, he never says Submarine 4 combine. He just says Submarine 4. He says combine after the other ones. <laughs> I'd like to see Submarine, they go to the next shot and Submarine 4 is just standing there going, what What do I do now? Do I join? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? I did like, I said it in the episode, I liked that fight scene. It was pretty good. A lot of times the, the battles in this show are visual noise. That one, it progressed. There was a story. The, the, um, the battle changed sides, like the you know the advantage changed a lot. Um, I, I did like that battle. Also, it it focused on like three or four smaller fights that were easy to follow, and it wasn't just chaos on screen. I I, I quite like that. Yeah, not, and not just Optimus and Megatron. In fact, 
they probably had the least amount of screen time on that. And like Optimus went down with one hit. Like, yeah, yeah. One hell of a sword. Again, like you know, Optimus is just he's he fills screen time in this show. Unfortunately, uh, do you know what I disliked about this episode, Paul, or who I disliked in this episode? Uh, Doctor Kicker's dad. Oh boy, yeah. He's just every time he's on screen, I'm just I'm cringing. It's <laughs> and you know I've. I've we're going to record the next episode next, so we already know what, like, an absolute monster this man is. Oh, yes. He's awful. <laughs> awful. He's an awful, awful human being. Uh, if you want to see two awful human beings, but oh, <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter. The next episode we will review is The Legend of Rodimus. Uh, I'm at John Sobey. Paul's at P. McPherson 1. You can email the show, transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app. That wouldn't be too awful of you. And uh, tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. What about a soda?